You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Good morning. And welcome to this week's edition of the Yarra Basketball Users Group Radio Show for Monday, the 27th of September 2021. Yarra Basketball Users Group Radio, we're proud to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, the traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. On this week's show... We'll be talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but I think we should first introduce ourselves. Yarra Bosswood uses Group Radio, we show about cycling, urban transport and micro-mobility issues coming to you from 3CR, Naram, Melbourne, Australia. My name's Chris and... I'm Steve. And on today's show, I'm going to have a bit of an um, overview of a couple of things that are happening around Melbourne, like Melbourne's future planning framework, the Parkville Precinct, the Domain Precinct, and they're both to do with the Metro Tunnel, um, the Arden Precinct, and another one which is the City of Melbourne Gateway to GMH. You've been having a look at what's been happening around Melbourne. We've had a bit of a rambunctious week here in Melbourne. Yeah, you really want to be careful if you suddenly ride into large groups of people walking down the street, like more than just your, you know, your family groups on the um, main trails or anything. And it could be good to make a U-turn. Yeah, and uh, stay stay neutral. We'll put something out on Twitter when on Friday there was some stuff kicking off. Unfortunately, in the Collingwood area, which got doused rather rapidly, and then moved to Northcote, unfortunately. I've just had some thoughts about what happened 20 years ago, S11 and being involved with that. And according to some of the stuff I've read from Vic Police, it's the probably the biggest uh, operation they've done since uh, the World Economic Forum. And it doesn't actually make me feel happier anyway on this, which way you sit with it. We have a public health emergency crisis thing going on and it's everyone's got their own views on it everyone's got their frustrations of being under restrictions for 18 months but really I don't think it's helping it's not helping and there's a lot of toxic masculinity out there on to what we're about which is cycling and all that sort of stuff you, you had a bit of a hoon about oh sorry um, a uh, gentle poodle about uh, the inner north and um, it's actually going absolutely off out there with people riding around I mean it's you know early spring where the COVID restrictions are starting to loosen up a little bit yes we've got our you know 10k leash instead of the five gives you a lot more scope to go for a reasonable ride and as you would expect all of the recreational sort of um, trails and paths and park areas yep people are taking advantage of it so it could be busy folks so watch that traffic if you're really looking for you know to crack out for training go early Um, go late go when the crowds aren't there and it's kind of in these times like you know things like uh, the Heidelberg 
protected um, lanes are coming into their own for people making those connections and also going back to something we've talked about a lot and it's still out there which is the Park Street Contraflow and that runs parallel to the Capital City Trail. It's getting a lot of use. Pretty much a, a daily work route using that Contraflow. The Capital City Trail, that, that North Fitzroy section, gets very, very busy. The afternoons just choked. You don't want to be the fastest tosser on the on the strip and Park Street works pretty well. Yeah, and it's just, you know, again, the same thing as uh, calm down, be rational, be reasonable. We're all trying to get along in really awkward, compressed times. Boobap Jazz. The Milky Way looks good in the night sky. The stars open a shirt from my dark eyes. Complex hey, I'm Lady Lash. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, the voice of the set. 3CR is so awesome, giving the platform for people's voices to be heard and people's gifts to be heard. And always remember that you are amazing. I'm dreaming of the seven moons. Oh, I see what's new. And uh, getting back to the uh, use of the creative use of bike paths or the uh, the topic du jour, you've noticed something from uh, Adelaide. What we're talking about here is Strava art. So I was talking about getting getting creative with your um, you know, times that you're going to go out for a ride and avoiding the crowds. Well, another way is Strava, Strava art, or as the article in The Guardian describes, turning yourself into a human etch-a-sketch. So mapping out a route and then going and riding a route that then draws a picture. Okay, so just go back a little bit. Can you describe to the listener, if they're not familiar with, what is Strava? Okay, so Strava is a GPS-based app that records your journeys and maps your journeys and has a whole world of... like It has things called segments that you can challenge yourself over time and distance on. Okay. But in this case, it's about the outline or the line you draw on the map as you ride and you're able to ride a route predetermined uh, and record your journey on that ride. So, Getting back to what you were saying, making yourself into a human etch sketch with your bike. Yeah, yeah. so there's this um, creative guy named Peter who has ridden 150 kilometres around Adelaide and he has sketched the outline from the famous Nevermind album cover by Nirvana. So he's drawn the baby and the banknote, uh, the anatomically correct baby, I might add. And uh, according to some stuff I've been reading in the media, this image now is quite problematic because the person who was the baby at the time is now suing for damages, even though the person has been discussing this for the last 30 years, they are now just taking a different tack. So we better be mindful of that. Yeah, so we have we, we, we have to acknowledge that Spencer Eldon, who was four months old when it was shot in 1991, is suing Nirvana for sexual exploitation. That aside, let's go and go back to... Strava art and this effort by Peter is the latest in his F in his drawing efforts. He's drawn dragons and all types of things. There's there's people who ride out and draw marriage proposals in Strava. So 
There's all sorts of creative ways. And apparently, if you do this on a desktop with the app, you, could, you overlay an image with the mapping software and then plan your route in order to, to ride it. So mm. I've gone and planned my routes. Um, another app, uh, Ride with GPS, which made a sort of a lopsided circle when we were when I was trying to ride the boundary of our five kilometre limit that we were allowed to ride in lockdown. By comparison, it wasn't very artistic at all, but you can do all sorts of things. You can it's it's sort of taking burbing to a more creative level where you try and ride all the streets in a particular suburb or area and colour in where you've been and the GPS tracks that journey so as a way of getting some time on the bike and some distance when we're all been restricted or at least in our lockdown town you will give it a go you will see places that you've never seen before and Mm. you may wish you hadn't but you never know because i was thinking you could do something less problematic than uh, the nirvana album cover you could do master of puppets because all those right angles with the crucifixes might work. What do you think? What would be a great album cover to go and ride? Put your questions on an envelope. Send them to. I <laughs> know, oh, Duran Duran Rio. Um, oh, that, that's got to be it. Got to be Unknown Pleasures. How could you do, how could you do that sine wave? That's interesting. Mm, it's not really a sine wave, is it? No, no. That's, I, thought that was, um, I thought that was a record groove, but I could be wrong. Great one recently. No, it was last year. Someone did a T-Rex in Brunswick and it, part of the little little front feet were in a street that I used to live in in West Brunswick. So I thought it was pretty cool. Right. So what was the T-Rex trying to eat? Nothing. It was just walking across Brunswick. Right. <laughs> You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. We're cast our eyes um, overseas and this may not be cycling orientated, but it's uh, we're talking about petrol shortages in the UK and this what is what happens when part of your logistics goes to proverbial because of political things but it's interesting to observe why there's actually a petrol shortage people are riding people are looking at looking taking immediately taking up cycling provision Steve what are you looking at what's the thing when you pull it apart right so Petrol stations have started rationing uh, in the UK. So let's just use the term tightening of supply. The outlets don't have the fuel that they need. And apparently it's not a shortage of fuel. The shortage is, the the fuel is somewhere. And it's a matter of logistics and distribution ah. across the country. So BP has actually started changing the way they deliver and the amounts they deliver so they can spread their deliveries more evenly. Mm. Um, And that's interesting for a corporate commercial entity to be trying to support equity, but it's obviously equity of their commerce rather than, you know, any other type of equity. But apparently there's a shortage of 
lorry drivers to distribute the fuel and there's multiple things involved. Lots of people that were in the transport industry left the UK due to both COVID and Brexit and there's regulations in training drivers and there's a bottleneck in getting these drivers trained with their hazardous uh, materials qualification and the training's held up by COVID and and slowed. All of these things conspire to long queues for people getting fuel. Mm -hmm. People are going and buying more fuel so they can go and buy uh, panic buy their toilet paper in a health crisis, as you do, and it's causing longer lines. So interesting thing of a dependence on one mode and some interesting factors coming to play. You know, Brexit was a long punch in the head <laughs> but of them, them for themselves. So Brexit was a an own goal that caused some complications within the country you compound it with a pandemic and all of a sudden you've got this t- unforeseen tightening of of, a, of a, an important transport lubricant. Yeah, because I was just reading thing in um, Road CC uh, from the UK uh, thing. Not all people are sad at the pumps being empty. However, there is, some are suggesting a lack of available fuel could mean quieter roads. Others have noted the irony of Britain transforming into a nation of outdoor enthusiasts over lockdown and then panic buying petrol again at the first mention of shortages. Could a silver lining in this latest supply crisis be quieter roads to cycle on because everyone has run out of petrol? The only problem here being that malt loaf, bananas and jelly sweets are invariably delivered by their final destinations via a lorry, so we might not be able to ride very far without getting super tired. Now, you could say that's uh, a facetious and somewhat uh, humorous a take on it. My take is not really because you start running out of valuable provisions, food, transport poverty, people not being able to get to their jobs or be able to do things because we have reliance upon petrochemical stuff. And uh, yes, uh, when we will transition from this carbon-based economy, God knows, because in this country I have no idea what the hell is going on at a federal level. So, like going back to that, you know, distribution of your uh, of your important cycling fuel, it's sort of not a shortage because there'll be stuff in warehouses, given that it can get into the country, but you're not able to distribute it evenly. So all of a sudden you you can't distribute the fuel, you can't distribute the goods to the retail outlets that would normally be where people got their provisions from. So you know one logistical problem compounds to another. As you said, transport poverty, it it either costs more or it delays you getting your transport and transport to your job gets harder. So for those at the you know unfortunate end of the socioeconomic spectrum, it's probably you know even harder. Well, a lot of people. Uh, it's not just you can point at a group and go them. It's all of us at the moment. We're incredibly vulnerable because you know we're just discussing at the beginning of the show some um, unpleasant stuff around Melbourne yeah. in the last week or so. I was trying to do a little bit of analysis, you know, from the top of my head. There's a lot of angry, pissed off people who just have had their 
however they go about their lives has been disrupted and because we only have one way of getting about and and I mean that one way of getting about if you don't live in the inner suburbs all of a sudden these things become a massive crisis and they actually become a fertile uh, recruiting ground for the right wing. People are susceptible or looking for simple looking for simple solutions or looking for the um, sympathetic ear um, yes. and maybe there's elements that have taken advantage of that. And this is where, you know, again, getting into the crux of the show, the bicycle is an, is an equitable transport solution, isn't the transport solution, it is a transport solution alongside better public transport, better funding for education and public health. And, yeah, we have a much more healthier, more sustainable society. At the moment, we are seeing those trends towards, hmm, I I don't really want to kind of head down that. We need to look at more equity in transport and better, smarter logistics. We've talked about it on previous shows about last mile. You can use the fuel and the drivers to distribute to hubs and you can last mile from those hubs. Yep. So with cargo bikes and other other forms. but Having a, a broader mix of transport solutions is basically where we're heading with this instead of like, you know, the great big uh, truck turns up and that's it. We can have fine-grained transport logistics where there's more people employed. Yeah. There's less carbon... Um, Emissions, you know, all sorts of things. And we could probably do a heap more shows on these, but you've probably been listening to the shows the last few weeks and done a heap of things on cargo bikes. Anyway, up next, I'm going to be chatting about a whole bunch of um, local government and government plans that do intersect on bicycle issues and how you can get involved. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM on digital and online. 3CR Radical Radio. Okay, I've got a few uh, items of interest that are out for either consultation, feedback and the like. Okay, first up, I'm going to discuss uh, the City of Melbourne have got a participatemelbourne.vit.gov.au survey out, if that was the correct way of approaching the item. Now, you might remember that down at Fisherman's Bend used to be the hub of all for GMH. Now, there's uh, a thing out now to find out more about Turner Street transformation and Fisherman's Bend into a new pop-up placemaking hub. And uh, the survey is uh, open till the 5th of October. And of interest for this is the uh, planning, design and delivery of the urban renewal uh, in Fisherman's Bend includes a employment precinct, which will be home to an estimated 40,000 workers and uh, basically redeveloping the area. Now, what is of interest to us is the project will be used as an opportunity to showcase innovation from the materials used in the construction of the bike path to the trial of different species of plants. Now, we're talking about uh, Turner Street, and I think Graham Street in that area. So they're at the moment, they're looking at uh, project development for the bike path greening and public art. So it's, you know... Uh, what used to be car manufacturer in Melbourne is now becoming something else entirely with uh, this urban renewal project. So again, I'll say what the what you want to go to and find out more information, which is participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au. 
www.gov.au forward slash gateway gmh basically search for that if you're unsure and it will take you to or whatever search engine of choice will take you to that page now two projects that or i should say precinct plans which of interest and they both are involved with the metro tunnel the parkfield precinct now you can uh, give your feedback or your say on the development plans and amendments now you can either give your feedback on the page and there's a community consultation going on at the moment for parkfield and the domain precinct now what's of interest to us in the parkfield precinct is bicycle facilities involved with that if you go to the website which is engage.vic.gov.au look at metro tunnel and see if it brings up parkville precinct for you of interest is item 4.3.4.3 bicycle access and this has been updated to reflect the incorporation of separated bike lanes on Gratan Street and Royal Parade and changes to the bike parking locations and bike hoop layout, including the provision of 504 bike parking spaces in the Parkfield Precinct. And it just says there, changes can be found in Appendix D, Public Realm Plans, if you look that up. Again, with these, you can sign in on the page that uh, either you're giving feedback, scope of feedback, or you wish to uh, stay involved or get feedback or updates on these plans. Now, on to the Domain Precinct one, which is also, again, as I said earlier, part of the Metro Tunnel works. Uh, You're invited to give feedback on the amended draft development plan for the Metro Tunnel Domain Precinct. Feedback on the amended draft development plan is welcome from Wednesday 22nd of September until 5pm on Wednesday the 13th of October. And again, similar sort of thing, engage at vic.gov.au forward slash Metro Tunnel Domain Precinct. Now, what is of interest here is, wait for it, this has been of a topic around that's been around for a very long time if i go back to it that we're looking at things like uh cycling in the area changes to uh things to do with the domain area which we're getting close to st kilda road information changes on copenhagen style separated bike lanes both northbound and southbound between dorcas street and Turek road and bicycle parking locations and bike hoop layout now getting a bit more into that uh, we're looking at uh, Anzac Station. Now, part of that involves, uh, involves uh, again, uh, a similar item, which is 4.3, 4.3 bicycle access, updated to reflect the changes to the bicycle parking locations and bike hoop layout and the detail of Copenhagen-style separated bike lanes, both northbound and southbound, between Dorcas Street and Turek Road. Yeah, so this is just keeping in mind this is amended plans. So keeping in mind with what I've just said, 4.3 in the uh, domain precinct development plan, 4.3 is consistency with the urban design strategy. Looking at pulling out one of the points here, which is St Kilda Road Boulevard, a reinstated, more sustainable boulevard for the 21st century with Copenhagen-style separated bike lanes. St Kilda Road traffic lanes reduced from 3 to 2, both north and south between Dorcas and uh, Turek Road, 
I think this, this is the unpaid pedestrian connection. I'm not too sure if that uh, is a typo. But uh, yes, well, we may indeed be finally getting those separated bicycle lanes on St Kilda Road. Now, with the development thing here, as I said earlier, you can make your feedback by Wednesday the 13th and all the uh, um, information you need to see on there. If you really want to dig into this, you've got all the uh, appendixes and uh, the timelines here on that page, which I will put in to the podcast description. Another one that you may be interested in is the uh, another state government one, which is the Arden Street Precinct. The Victorian Planning Authority has released the Arden Structure Plan and Draft Amendment to the Melbourne Planning Scheme. Now, the consultation is open for that at the moment. Again, it's engage.vic.gov.au forward slash Arden. Uh, the consultation closes on Monday the 11th of October. Uh, this page I'm looking at at the moment has got all the information on it for structure plans and if you wish to remain, you know, you know get get project updates. Uh, the bit that uh, interests us in here is, you know, that's about bicycle provision. Let's go back. There are four proposed strategic cycling corridors, SCC, within Arden. These corridors are designed to improve cycling to and around major activity centres and are routes that will cater for the highest cycling volumes while offering physical protection from motor vehicles so that people from all ages and abilities can confidently use bicycles to travel around the precinct. These proposed SCCs will be considered for inclusion as part of the future revision to the Victorian government's SCC network. Now, strategic cycling corridors are something that the government is uh, getting momentum on. So the uh, strategic cycling corridors, we're looking at uh, um, a part of the strategy 6.2, facilitate delivery of a dense network of protected local cycling corridors on Fogarty Street, Henderson Road, Boundary Road, south of Macaulay Road, Macaulay Road and Victoria Street to complement the proposed strategic cycling corridors and provide bicycle access to destinations within the precinct. So I will put all that into the podcast description. I hope I made myself relatively clear on that. And there's something else which may be of interest to you, which is Melbourne's Future Planning Network. And to have your say on the 30-year vision of each metropolitan region of Melbourne. And currently, timeline is quite involved. It goes back to 2017. And currently, we're up to public consultation, which is stage five. Now, that is engage.vic.gov.au forward slash mf. PF. Uh, there's some stuff in here which has got oh, a lot of the um, Melbourne's uh, future planning framework stuff to do with probably every LGA that maybe you may be living in. Now, of interest of to this is uh, how you can, um, sort of stuff in here, how you can make contact, um, all the supporting documents. In a metro, in a southeast metro, eastern metro, southern metro, western metro, and northern metro, and you can make your feedback to this by uh, midnight on the twenty fourth of October, twenty twenty one. Now, of interest for you know us in cycling, what uh, you may wish to put your feedback in after having a look at um, those documents 
is basically uh, include you know including things like the strategic cycling corridors and the principal bicycle network in each of uh, wherever whichever council you live in um, include the integrated transport plan for the state it's very overdue because you think about the Transport Integration Act, that's kind of seemed to have gone AWOL. And uh, how will they will deliver net zero and even more positive uh, GHG emissions for land use or transport? Yeah, so I'll pop all that into the podcast description and kind of, you know, transport things for that Melbourne future planning network don't really include congestion bushing amb- ambitions. It's more kind of, you know, we're pandering to cars again. But uh, we should be pushing more for cycling, walking and 20-minute uh, neighbourhoods. So, yeah, I'll, again, I hope I've tried to make that as clear outline as possible. But there's a lot out there for you to have your input into. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. This week's Yarra Bicycle User Group Radio Program should be podcast soon on 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast or go to yarrabug.org forward slash radio if you want to find additional details of what we discussed today. These podcasts are produced at Melbourne's activist radio station 3CR. Presenters are all volunteers and 3CR's existence depends upon the financial support of our listeners. Go to 3cr.org.au Click on the support tab and select either donate, subscribe, shop or fundraisers. Your subscription or donation keeps 3CR on air. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.